Welcome back to our discussion of the biggest stories in tech this year. Once again, I've got Ken Young, the tech and science editor for Flipboard, to run through our respective lists now that we're down to our top five. All right, so I'll go first. I'll bring up uh, item number five. That is uh, social networks, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook and Twitter in particular, stepping up and getting more aggressive about fighting misinformation, uh, especially during the elections. I'm talking about uh, actually actively labeling tweets from President Trump and from others who talked about potential election fraud. Uh, we talked about Facebook and Twitter finally getting more proactive about stamping out content from QAnon and other other areas. There were plenty of conspiracy theories around the killing of George Floyd. The, the social networks got a lot more proactive there. To be fair, I want to give them credit, but not too much, because I know some of this, it's debatable how effective some of the labeling here is. And then, and you know, the fact that they took a step is big, but it's really just a first step. But is step. it a little bit too little too late, though, right? I mean, you look at what they have, and, and we're on the same page, because this is actually my number five as well. It missed all, all, the, 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 the rush of misinformation, and not, all, not about just the election, but against, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, against the coronavirus vaccine, all of this stuff that's been running rampant on, on social networks. And you look at what all these social networks are doing, specific, let's talk about the election. They're blocking political ads. Great, but could you not have done that earlier, right? They've they've they're, they've labeled uh, Trump's uh, tweets. They've labeled a bunch of other people's tweets. Great, could you not have done that later? And and I, it's not a, I think misinformation. I think people understand what misinformation is. I think it, it is there's a line that social media companies have to figure out in terms of what it, what do they consider free speech and whatnot. And, and this is like a chicken or the egg scenario. Who knows what that actually is, right? Uh, but I, I think they've they've done a it's certainly a big story because it's people thought like misinformation would totally change the outcome of, of the, of the election. And now you look at a pandemic where people like, Hey, take this vaccine. Cause it's actually going to help save lives. There's people that are spreading uh, misinformation about that saying, Hey, you know, don't take it because you know, whatever misinformation, whatever things, right. It could have a chip that lets the government track you or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But of course you're using a phone, you're using Facebook and, and all these other social networks and everything like that. You don't think the government can already track you, but you know, if, if that was the case. So yeah, I think that that's a, that's certainly one of my biggest stories uh, of, the, of the year. All right. Well, what was your number four item? Well, this one is uh, probably the, the, uh, a breakthrough moment for, for me. And this is one of the, you know, feel good type of things where, you know, you, we now look to, we can now look forward to, to future space travel. Like this is Elon Musk, right? This is, this is NASA uh, hitting a historic mo uh, moment of, of, in, of in a long while where we are now launching uh, U.S. astronauts from U.S. from American soil on a private com uh, private uh, uh, space vehicle, which is like his it, it was just watching the launch. It's like, look, if you've not seen the launch before and you watched it, it's like, wow. And he didn't do it. And, and SpaceX didn't do it just once. It did it twice this year. And who knows where, like next year, there's going to be more launches. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of research is, is, comes out of this, you know, as we get more of our NASA astronauts, get more NASA astronauts to the International Space Station, what kind of research can they develop in terms of drugs and, and technology and material and all those type of things that can benefit humanity, but also help us get to return to the moon. I, we're only, now we're about three, almost three years removed from uh, the Trump administration's uh, man, uh desire to to return us to the moon under the Artemis project. So, you know, this is this is we're seeing more things happen in terms of space exploration, which is a good thing um, as we start to 
you know, figure out what's going on here on Earth. So I will say space did make my list, but it, I, I cheated and had a top 20 list and it's a little bit further down. <laughs> um, I will say for my number four was the rise of Zoom. Oh. And the fact that we were all dependent on Zoom for our communication in the outside world. I, the funny thing is that it's not like Zoom was there first, right? We've had Skype. We've had blue jeans we've had a number of these other video conferencing systems cisco had uh, webex right but for whatever reason zoom kind of rose to the top and that's despite the fact that you know it had kind of a mixed reputation on security uh, as evidenced by some of those early zoom bombing stunts that we saw um but the, the fact that it, it was ubiquitous right everyone was using zoom to communicate it really did was our only way to reach the outside world or to communicate or coordinate and work uh, and it gave rise to things like Zoom fatigue. The fact that we even have Zoom fatigue really speaks to the sort of the dominance of of that platform of video conferencing. Yeah, I, and and I think I actually uh, lumped this in with another with just all of the other uh, coronavirus uh, stuff associated with that. Very similar to what last episode. Uh, so I think that Zoom fatigue is is a very big thing. I think, but it's it's weird. It's it's a it's a it's a double edged sword, right? Because you're looking at, hey, can we talk about, you know, this is the way we we can do it safely, right? If you don't have a, if you don't have a pandemic pod, you don't have anybody around you like in person. This is the closest thing we can do safely. But then it's also like, ugh, how much do I have to, you know, get dressed up to to talk to you even for a social gathering? If it's you know, it's family, friends, or whatever, you know, is it for work? And after work, you're constantly staring at a screen like this. It's like, okay you know what, I just want to be alone with my thoughts instead of just constantly looking at somebody. So it, it's, a, it's certainly a double-edged sword. And, and it's, I think in addition to Zoom, you talk about technology like Slack and Microsoft Teams, all these other t- technologies are, are, are part of that, that uh, equation, I would say. Um, I think for me, after following that, you know, we talked about this earlier, the, the, the Russia hack uh, and SolarWinds, that's going to be my, my, uh, third top uh, in, within my top three uh, stories. I know we talked about that earlier. This is a, a ongoing situation. It's very fluid. We don't know the full scope of of the of these hacks. Uh, we know that it that it's the U.S. government has been pretty uh, like flat footed in terms of discovering this type of things. Like FireEye had to discover it, although FireEye themselves, which is uh, ironic that they were themselves were a victim of a different hack, maybe a different hack. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but like, this is infecting all uh, some major agencies in the U S government and who knows how far reaching it could be, uh, what sensitive information has been, uh, done. I mean, could it be very much on the scope of what, uh, Edward Snowden revealed, but not from inside, uh, the NSA, or could it be from, you know, obviously from Russia linked hackers, which are believed to be Russia linked hackers. Uh, so this is that's within my 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 top three. Gotcha. My my top three uh, or my number three item uh, is really sort of a general look at DC versus big tech, or not DC, but really government versus big tech, and the fact that really the the it felt like the tide had turned on on regulators uh, and and big tech companies like Apple, Amazon, Facebook, uh, and and Alphabet 
or Google, as most people know it as. The, the fact that they all the CEOs showed up you know, before DC, the fact that a number of these CEOs showed up before DC a couple of times. Um, and really, it, it didn't matter what side of the political spectrum you were on. You, you had a reason to hate big tech if you were Democratic, you you know you accuse these these platforms of spreading misinformation. If you're Republican, you accuse these platforms of censoring certain voices out there. And so, uh, I think that's that's a story that's going to dip into 2021. I think we're going to see a lot more clashes. We'll probably see regulations um, over the EU. There are a number of regulations and lawsuits going on, and and here in the U.S., you know there are big lawsuits against Google and against Facebook. Um, some of these asking for these co- these massive companies to be broken up. So I think that's, that's uh, it's a big story this year. I think it'll continue to be a big story in 2021. Oh, I mean, if that's your that's your third top story, I mean, I'm very curious to see what, what has elevated to the top two. I mean, this is, this is very interesting because this is actually in my, this is my, num- that's my number two uh, on my list because, you know, there's nothing, I think there's there's only one thing that's bigger, and we all we, we know what that what that we hopefully know what that is. But this is to your point. You mentioned that uh, the the Twitter uh, Jack Dorsey, Sunar Pichai, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, Tim Cook, Mark Zuckerberg, they all appeared before Congress uh, before congressional hearing uh, committees in different in multiple times this year. And I mean, this is it was a bipartisan uh, uh, effort to kind of to 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 hold these tech companies accountable. Uh, and as you mentioned, there's several lawsuits being levied at Google, uh, two literally back to back by state, uh, by multiple states uh, over like, online advertising or search manipulation and all these type of things. Uh, Amazon itself is, is facing scrutiny as well. Uh, Apple is facing scrutiny, not by governments necessarily, but by by competitors and and people that are used by developers, you know, with Epic Games, that's the probably the biggest you know one company that's leading this charge against them. But you look at what Spotify and all these other guys are are, are joining this this cause, and Facebook itself has been uh, fa- faces not it, they've already faced one antitrust uh, or they've faced one uh, huge fine from the FTC. Now they have another one coming up, uh, and and maybe an, I think they're facing two uh, lawsuits or antitrust lawsuits right now. And, and EU. So this is going to be very, very uh, 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 interesting story to watch, not just because it's for next year, but it could happen by 2023, 2024. I think there was a. It says that the Google antitrust hearing was specifically the FTC won't actually happen until 2023, 2024. So there's a lot of discovery that's going to happen. And, but there's going to be a lot of fodder that's going to be coming out of these discovery uh, doc, uh, filings that, that'll reveal a lot. Whether or not like Google and Facebook are are in cahoots in terms of defending one another, uh, which was reported today, uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how that how that all plays out. Yeah. So my number two was uh, it's a bit of a corollary to what I talked about with the social network stepping up because really misinformation for me was the number two item was the fact that it was still everywhere and I'm I'm taking into account the fact that the the early part of the year, the social networks had still kind of struggled to be proactive about labeling some of this stuff. So we're talking about those 5G coronavirus hoaxes that you talked about earlier, uh, the rise of QAnon. Uh, obviously, still a lot of the post-election stuff, even though these companies were mislabeled or were, these companies were labeling, you know, 
uh, tweets about election fraud. The fact is they were still getting out there, and it took a while for those labels to be applied, and there was some inconsistent level of application of these labels. So it just, uh, you know, the fact that it was out there and still did its damage was for me the the number two item, why, why, uh, why that should be number two. Let's go to number one, which I think we have very similar ones, although they're slightly different takes on it. Why don't you go first, Ken? What was your top item for the year? So my top item of the year is spans every through all of, regardless of tech or business and news. It's it's the coronavirus. It's the pandemic. Uh, very similar to what you talked about with Zoom. I'm this is my umbrella uh, uh, item, right? Because it's not only how companies are, are, are adapting to it, forcing people, you know, working from home. Uh, you see a lot of people from Silicon Valley leaving Silicon Valley and moving out remote, working remotely. Uh, you see the rise of these type of technologies like Zoom has taken off, uh, Slack has taken off, uh, resulting in their giant acquisition by by Salesforce. Uh, you look at fitness technology like Peloton and Mirror and all these other companies that uh, that are taking uh, they're seeing a good increase in usage uh, as a result of people staying at home. Uh, so this is kind of like a very all encompassing uh, about what's happening. Plus this. I would call it a, a very uncommon collaboration between Apple and Google uh, it, to, to help with uh, exposure notification, uh, not, not in a bad way, uh, collaboration, but in a, in a collaboration where all, devi- all their devices will have this within their operating system that people can use to track whether, you know, whether they've been in close contact with somebody who ha- may have been exposed to uh, COVID-19. Uh, then you look at all these other tech companies that are participating in helping with developing a vaccine for this as well. So that's kind of why uh, my top story uh, of the year. And I'm sure, you know, as we look at 2021, that that priority will shift to more like more of the house, uh, more of the antitrust stuff being in number one with coronavirus being in number two, hopefully with this vaccine taking effect. Definitely. Well, I, I had a very similar take. Uh, I didn't quite specify coronavirus uh, because in my, my mind, Coronavirus had an influence on, on virtually every item on this list. Uh, really, with, without it, uh, a lot of these wouldn't exist. Zoom, the streaming services wouldn't be as strong as they as they were this year. Uh, so I tried to end the list on an upbeat note. So I, I gave my nod to the biggest story to vaccines um, and the fact that it was developed at such a, a fast pace. And it wasn't like it wasn't that they were cutting corners on the safety measures. It's the fact that they used this mRNA technique. To really, uh, is, which is really a brand new pioneering technique for uh, assembling this kind of vaccine uh, in really record time, and you know, the, for all the talk about, um, you know, the, the 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 safety issues of it, uh, it has been found to be extremely safe and extremely effective. The fact that these vaccines are ninety percent plus effective that is that is way way higher than than most of these drugs get off the bat, and. Uh, so for me, that was the top story, and, and largely because I wanted to leave with readers with a uh, a brighter note for the year, because it has been <laughs> a terrible, terrible year, and yeah. and I really do wish that twenty twenty, or really hope that twenty twenty one, thanks to this vaccine, will be uh, somewhat of return to the normal. I don't know, way things work. Well, you know, only a few more days till we're done with the year. So that's right. We can't, I cannot wait for 2020 to end and we can ring in 2021. Well, Ken, thank you for your time and your uh, generosity of uh, sharing your full top 10 list, biggest stories. Uh, this is a great discussion. 
and uh, hope you'll be back soon. Thanks, Roger. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can check out the full list where I have all 20 items on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helped us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.